0: My one, might one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? Welcome to another edition of Did You America. He's Jeremy. I'm Ian Canfield. We are doing season two episode. Blueberries. You can count all of the other episodes because we can't and also listen to them. If you go to DidYouAmerica.com, that's where you can talk to the show. If you have any messages to impart or thoughts on any of the uh, topics that we discuss, uh, DidYouAmerica.com if you want to reach out or if you want to get us on the socials, I'm Ian Camfield on Twitter or on Instagram, off the radio. Uh, Jeremy, there is a massive hurricane. It's called Ida. Uh, It's hit Louisiana. And uh, it looks terrible. First of all, can they're going to be without power for at least three days, the news reports are saying, right? All I keep seeing are news reporters who are in New Orleans who've got some kind of power. How, now, this might not be the most pressing thing to discuss when New Orleans is being hammered by a hurricane, but my immediate thought was, how have those news reporters figured out getting so much power that they can stay sending news reports virtually 24-7 from New Orleans in a place that has no power? and yet apple can't figure that out for the battery of my iphone i told you know what i'll one up your bad take with
1: a horrible take i'm upset that they're only going to be without power for three days for this horrendous
0: storm but when we had a little snow in texas i was without power for a week is it too soon to be making these kinds of jokes um (laughs) okay that completes today's episode of bad takes
1: <laughs> <Canceled>. Imagine, <laughs> that, that,
0: that could be uh, when we have a our uh, super duper podcast network right yeah how about we start a podcast i mean you st- some people might argue that occasionally i have an occasional bad take on this on this podcast sometimes but, but what about if we just did a, a, a like a spin-off podcast and it was just called bad takes and it was just us reeling off a load of cancer ball thoughts and opinions, but because we've called it bad takes, we can get away with it. I would feel like, I feel like I'd be very good at
1: that. I mean, there's multiple times before every single episode (laughs) we do that you tell me you cannot say that on this (laughs) upcoming episode.
0: My thing with it it is always, uh, Jeremy tells me that he does stand-up occasionally, and I go look, take it to a stand-up stage, see if anyone punches you from the audience, if you get away with it in front of at least 50 people who are literally in the same room, then maybe we'll do it on the podcast. But if you come in with a black eye then it's a no yeah i think this might be you know the week of it's probably a a punchable punch punchable take. so but in all seriousness it it looks terrible um yeah it's it's, also isn't
1: it like the anniversary anniversary,
0: right it's happened it's happened before so it's the um i guess it uh, made landfill uh this is um hurricane ida on the was it the 15th or 16th anniversary of hurricane katrina is literally on the you know on 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 the same date um so uh religious people i guess god gets pissed off around this time yeah it was 2005 so
1: 16 years ago and if you remember around that time you know kanye west then went on tv and said george bush doesn't care about black people because of katrina mm. and now 16 years later he puts out an album the day of the al- the ca- hurricane Eating land. I mean, it's, it's crazy. If there was, if
0: there were ever arguments to believe in horoscopes, this would be. Oh, do you remember that time? Remember when everyone thought the world was going to end
1: 2012? in 2012 because of the Mayans? I actually now think it's going to end this year because of
0: Kanye. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll come to Kanye in a minute. Um, I, uh, in all seriousness, my takeaway from it: it, it, it looks terrible. Um, they're going to be without power for several days. I always think that that's bad enough. But then if, if you have no power, I always th- th- think that the next thing is like, oh God, what's that going to do for the sewage? I mean, I guess you won't be able to see yourself drowning in your own shit if New Orleans literally has no power and no lights. But th- th- here's my thing. I've never been to to New Orleans. I've got friends. Uh, I've got a friend that used to live there. Um, I, I know people who visited there and they say it's a ton of fun. I've had a lot of people go, oh, you know, at some point you should come visit New Orleans. But this kind of thing happens in New Orleans quite a bit. Is New Orleans so much fun that it's worth living there, having a house or an apartment when you know you're going to get battered by terrible storms and, you know, hurricanes to this extent?
1: Yes. The answer is 100 percent yes. I've been to New Orleans a few times. The most recent one was for my friend's bachelor party. And one of the days we were there, it rained for like an hour, two hours and it was a huge storm downpour and like all of Bourbon Street was flooded. Mm. And even after getting chlamydia
0: and all of that, <laughs> the weekend was still worth it. <laughs> right. But you see, you visited and they had a bit of rain, right? The worst thing that happened to you was the chlamydia. The the Well the- my shoes did get wet. Okay, you ruined some designer Kanye shoes, and you got chlamydia, right? But still, you were able to leave. You could go into New Orleans when it was when it was relatively safe. I just think that it's uh, so. Uh, yeah, I get that it's a fun place to visit and get chlamydia, but I don't. What I, I, I just think that you you look at it. I, I mean, if you had to go there for some reason because you had to have a job there or whatever that there may be, but people that, uh, that that choose to be there, I don't know. I just feel like it can't. It can't be that fun that that, that, it can't be that much fun that it's worth it you know when i moved to um the great state of texas a few people said oh tornadoes and yeah 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 we get tornadoes the the first thing i was asking people when i was touring apartment complexes around the downtown area was so the high rises right they keep the tornadoes out of this area you don't really get like even if the tornado comes around the dallas area it kind of normally stays out of 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 downtown dallas like
1: open air for it to to really get going so i was
0: i was taking precautions and really you know, you don't need to take those kind of precautions in this part of Dallas, but I still I still was. If someone said to me tomorrow, I'm going to pay you a ton of money to go do some great job in New Orleans, I would still even, you know, obviously it's around the time of a hurricane at the moment, but if it was like, you know, a few years ago when people were kind of, the, the, Katrina was, you know, way, way past and there hadn't been a massive hurricane up until uh, up until this weekend, I'd still be like, oh, I don't
1: know.
0: I don't know. So, you know,
1: because this is a, uh, you know, there's not a visual element to this podcast. I feel the need to explain to people why you sound crazy right now, and it's because you no longer drink and you're not fat. If you at least drank a little bit mm. and at least had a little bit of a belly on you mm. the idea of moving to New Orleans for work is like the most incredible idea you get a little <laughs> bit of rain so what this is once every 16 years you get a horrible hurricane I'll take those odds you know what you do that weekend you, you get out like a week before when they start warning you right instead of waiting till the last minute yeah but
0: then you're gonna lose your home and all your stuff I insurance mean, what, what, yeah listen I can't replace that Iron Maiden somewhere in time you, Eddie you
1: take <laughs> where you can take a few things with you if you're prepared. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Right, so I would just pack up all my Iron Maiden memorabilia and then leave. Or
1: you have a separate house more north for all your Maiden memorabilia. I, I will
0: say this. I, uh, I I was a big fan of that uh, TV show Queen of the South and I, I got into it. It finished this. The, the final season was on this year uh, and I got into it late and I started watching it originally because the first few seasons are all filmed on location in Dallas. There's like a few episodes where they literally drive past the front of my apartment, which is always Exciting, um, but the last couple of seasons they were in New Orleans, and it looked great in uh, you know in New Orleans. And according to Queen of the South, the cocaine in New Orleans way better than the cocaine in Dallas. That was also my <laughs> other takeaway from from from, from 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 Queen of the <laughs> South. But still. Still, the woman on Queen of the South, who ended up being the Queen of the South when it came to the drug trade, got in and out of New Orleans, made all of her money and moved to some faraway place to live on a beach before the latest hurricane hit. Well, I mean, look,
1: in the end, it is still a swamp town, much like Houston. No one actually wants to live there. But if you do live there because, you know, it's where your family's from or if you have to work there... You're going to be okay because on most days, you're going to be drunk and fat. And that's just a great way to go through life.
0: All right. Let's uh, talk about Kanye because uh, Jeremy is uh, so taken with his new album, which Ugh. which is apparently out. Although Kanye was like, why is it out? I don't want it out. That's
1: That's the best part about a Kanye album. He doesn't just release an album. He tells you, he hints at an album release. Then like three years later, you hear about him recording the album. Then all of a sudden, after only like a few weeks of recording the album, it's you hear about like some huge event where he's going to release the album. Then he doesn't release that album. Then he delays it and delays it and delays it. And instead of promising... It to be released on one of those days or is it releasing it on one of those days he's promised he just releases it on a random Sunday at like 3 p.m right it's genius
0: every so often I forget that uh, Kanye actually became famous originally because he makes music because it's very easy to think oh he was married to a Kardashian and, and he makes sneakers See, right that's
1: crazy me because you know obviously you're not a big hip-hop fan but for people who are actual hip-hop rap fans Kanye is a genius. Right. He is
0: incredible.
1: I was going to ask he this. He has maybe two bad albums on his resume. Because, uh, this is not one of them. You're right. I'm
0: not a hip-hop fan. So my, my question was going to be, um, is Kanye's music actually any good? Yes.
1: I mean, his, first of all, I'm more, you know, just out of age when I grew up. I'm more of a college dropout era fan than his later work. But even of his later work, with the exception of the last gospel album, And then maybe, like, one of the post-Watch the Throne albums, like, I wasn't the biggest fan of. But in the end, there's a reason why. I mean, if I went to... I don't go to Kanye concerts, A, because they're so expensive, and B, I know I'm going to be upset because there's going to be at least 20 songs that he doesn't perform that I want to hear. You know, like, he has such a huge catalog that, I mean, from his early 2000s work is... I mean, it, it changed. It
0: literally changed the hip hop industry. All right, so let me let me ask you this then: Kanye did a uh, listening party, release party, whatever you want to call it, for this new album um, in Chicago over the weekend, where the guests on stage included the Baby and Marilyn Manson. Now, is this Kanye being a? deliberately controversial b artistic or c a man who hasn't watched the news in six months d all of the above (laughs) i mean that's the best part about kanye is
1: when he does stuff like that it kind of makes you realize that while yes he does have legitimate mental issues and yes he is what some would call crazy but he's playing into it like no one ever has before. Because he knew that's gonna get the headlines. He knew right. what he was doing. He he was you know, one of the things he said when the album was released was that the label released it without his permission, and they wouldn't release a song called Jail Part 2. The reason they wouldn't release Jail Part 2 is because it featured the baby and Marilyn Manson. That's the other thing, is he was delaying this people would listen to the like the albums that were heard at these listening parties is not fully what was released by any means he, when, songs have been added since this album was released
0: right so with do you think the delay was kanye i always like the idea of eccentric uh, entertainment people sending faxes i like to think they still fax rather than using right. email so do you think the delay was kanye would uh, fax his record label and go hey I know we're going to put it out next Friday as a surprise. Can you hold off? I want to see if Marilyn Manson can get up to 50 charges. He's only on 30 at the moment. It would be better if he was on 50. More attention. He literally added a song
1: about Lionel Messi, the soccer player, switching teams. That, like, just happened.
0: So he does watch the news. Yeah, no, I'm saying, like,
1: he... You know, I think a big issue is, is, look, the, the album's called Donda. It's, you know, in honor of his late mother who... You know, you can make the argument that after his mother died is really when the downfall mm-hmm. of Kanye mentally began. And that's when he was no longer looked at as this genius musician. It was looked at as a crazy pop culture figure. I think there's so, he's put so much pressure on this album to be incredible that even the littlest tidbit of sounding not perfect made him not want to release it i mean that's stuff he's now done for his last four or five
0: hours he's like the the hip-hop axel rose right there's 100%. a lot of a lot of similar i know it hasn't taken as long but a lot of the similarities that you describe in terms of uh how much of a perfectionist he is and changing little things and all that kind of stuff it it it, it has echoes of the 16-year gestation period of Chinese democracy. Right.
1: Right. And look, I'm definitely a little bit blurred by my fandom. Not only am I a huge fan of his music, but, I mean, as you said, like, you know him as – Marrying a Kardashian. Well, I, know, I, know. I mean, and I am a huge Keeping right. Up with the Kardashians fan.
0: I mean, I knew obviously I knew that he was he was an artist, but I feel like all of the crazy stuff and the the real tabloid stuff and and the fashion stuff, yeah. uh, in terms of the headlines that I see outweighs the album so for example i'm reading all about oh marilyn manson was there the baby was there and i know there's a new album out i've read a load of press reports about the the release party i haven't read anything of, of, of as far as an actual re- review of the music for example right. i'm sure that stuff's out there but it's secondary to the tabloid fodder that he creates around him
1: yeah but i mean you can make an argument that that's you know yeah what no No, press is bad press i'm not not saying it's bad at this point like he's it's the same argument that i made when all this stuff with marilyn manson first came out not you know saying it forgives what he did but you can make the argument that he for years of putting on this crazy persona Mm. started believing that that's actually who he was Mm. and did crazy things in actual life because of it. You can make the argument that Kanye now believes that this fame and this success is tied in with the crazy tabloid headline making news. So that's why every time he has a product drop or music coming out, he does something like this. You know, you can, the guy ran for president last year, mm. you know, and then he had a big deal, with Gap, which is now making Gap and him millions of dollars mm-hmm. a day, like these things, they coincide. It's not. It's not an accident. He's very calculated. Yes, he's crazy, but he is also calculated.
0: Do you think? Um it was probably a big relief for Marilyn Manson to be able to get out of the house cuz he's a man who's enjoyed all kinds of attention pretty much non-stop for like the last 25 years and suddenly, you know, he's not been able to go out and then he's like, "Oh my god, I can get back on stage." I mean, but my point is, do you think Marilyn Manson said, "Oh, you're going to put me on stage cuz not a lot of people want to do that now. Can I dress as a Nazi? <laughs> I think he Can would... I wear my Nazi outfit one one last dress up before I go to jail? Will this Nazi outfit go
1: with my ankle monitor?" <laughs> Where where is the venue? I can only be
0: about a thousand feet from this certain location. It's no big deal. When you when you read the lineup, though, I mean, it's like the uh, the baby and Marilyn Manson and go. I was expecting is this some sort of like comedy routine where they go, okay, a crazy person, a rapist, and a homophobe walk into a bar. Right? <laughs> da, da the baby what, and the rapist. <laughs> what's the what's the punchline? Like I, just, you know, my other thought was. Do you think it's easy for Marilyn Manson to be inconspicuous when he travels? Because as much as I reckon he would have enjoyed being on stage, because that's where he's been for 25 years up until these these recent uh, terrible allegations... you know, being there in view as as part of the 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 listening party is one thing. He can be like dressed up as Marilyn Manson, but it was in Chicago, right? I'm assuming Manson still lives in uh, in Los Angeles. Marilyn Manson getting from Los Angeles to Chicago in the current climate with everything against him, like I, I, I'm like I'm wondering if. If Marilyn Manson, when he goes out now or travels, as he would have done for something like this, goes out in disguise, and does he just disguise himself as a regular person? Like, did he? (laughs) Like, because I feel like we only know Marilyn Manson dressed up quite often as a Nazi. Um, You know, did he keep the Nazi knife in his (laughs) hand luggage and, and just sort of like sit? on the airplane in, you know, bald shorts and uh, and a a tank top. So no one realized it was him. I feel like normal looking
1: Marilyn Manson is more terrifying than like character Marilyn Manson because the reason you become... Character Marilyn Manson is from years of getting made fun of as a kid right. so you know he had to look weird as hell
0: yeah 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 well they, do you remember the, when he first came out That one of the I mean Connie would love to go back to this just being Marilyn Manson headlines now that the story was that he was the, the kid from the wonder years right. do you remember that story <laughs> not the main kid the kid's friend yeah. right <laughs> oh he's praying for a return to those headlines right. now. he's like no
1: no please talk about how he took out my ribs to suck my own dick nothing else nothing else
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean if he wasn't I think he's in jail at the moment now awaiting trial, but if he was available, do you think that uh Kanye would have added Ron Jeremy to the performance?
1: <laughs> I'm sure the moment that headline came out the other day, he was like, Oh, I forgot about him, delay it another week. <laughs>
0: Yeah, hang on. I've got a song for Ron Jeremy. It's <laughs> Yo, right. I
1: bet that song's going to be fire, the, though. The,
0: the Rolling Stones recorded in jail. Why can't Ron Jeremy record in jail? It's the new thing. It's the new thing. So um, while we're talking about new releases, uh, before we move on, I've got a question, and I don't know. I honestly don't know the answer to this, and it's been playing on my mind, and, and it, it, it suddenly occurred to me because I was reading as you said, Kanye holding up the release of the album and then the record label put it out and then he said that he didn't agree for it to be put out and then it didn't have the song on it, then it did have the song on it and it's all about the the streaming and all that kind of stuff, right? right? You know, the, 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 the big, big musical news of this week is what happens on Friday. Oh, come on some jitsu is coming you know
1: what why couldn't he just release donda on the same day just to totally take out all of iron maiden
0: this is my question now if you listen to this podcast you'll know that i'm a little excited about iron maiden's new album and it's coming out on friday right this is the first time that i made an of released an album in a very long time and they haven't sent out any advanced streams of the album right normally you know i can get to listen to it a few days in advance and i need to hear it like as soon as possible now this is my question because i've never cared about a new release um, since streaming up until this point that i haven't had privileged early access to what does spotify consider to be midnight in terms of the release like for example iron maiden's album comes out on friday so i'm assuming that at midnight on friday it starts streaming on spotify but i was thinking today but it's it's friday in australia before it's friday here like how does that work with spotify i was talking to a friend in los angeles and i said to him you know it's two hour. It's it's midnight two hours earlier in the great state of Texas than it is in California. And 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 do these things matter geographically? And can I somehow geo block my Spotify so it thinks I'm living in Asia because I think it's Friday already in Asia? In which case I could listen to Senjutsu. I know what you're doing. You're
1: trying to get it so you can listen to the album earlier. But how dare you, sir? You really think that Spotify is going to release this huge album on? Chinese or Australian time.
0: It's going to be on American time no matter what.
1: You're only hearing it, but you're going to get it at 11 p.m., Central time. I guarantee that, it. I, see, I was I guarantee
0: genuinely it. asking. I don't know. I guarantee that how it. they release it? So,
1: not everything, this is America, sir. There's only four times that things get released. Right. on. It's always based on the East Coast because there's an East Coast bias, which means we're only an hour away and the West Coast is screwed. Right. Because sometimes they're so far behind that they actually delay things that are live on the West Coast and be like, no, you get these in three hours after the rest of the world.
0: Right. So in theory... The earliest time that it's midnight in any part of America will be the time at which yes, Senjitsu hits my spot. Hits my spot. Yeah, the, Spotify. The only
1: question is at this point we know when the album's going to be released, but when are they going to have a listening party with homophobes and predators? <laughs> and then inevitably delay. What, what's the album called? Sanjitsu. Bless you. They're going to delay the album another week. And-
0: Imagine if Kanye's as excited as me about the new Iron Maiden and he hosts his own listening party for Iron Maiden. I, I guarantee you Kanye's well aware of some jitsu coming out. Well that's why he's put his album Bless out. Me. That's why he put his album out over the weekend. He you was can't scared compete of it, with right? me he can't compete with he's like, I can get a homophobe and a rapist to the party and get all of the attention from them. But even if I could break Ron Jeremy out of jail, even if I actually went to the jail and broke Ron Jeremy out as if I was a one man fucking AT. 18- Team, i couldn't take the attention away from the fact that iron maiden are about to put out their first album in six years at
1: this point only iron
0: maiden have the power to let out <laughs> ron jeremy oh because i had plans for thursday evening but if you're telling me that i can hear the album from 11 p.m our time on thursday because that's midnight on the east Coast, like that ass, no i mean don't quote me on I'm it but be- i guarantee it oh let's put money on it
1: no, because you're going to get some weird leak like two hours before. Never mind. You have inside information. I'm leaking now um, just <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs>
0: See what I did there? But yeah, 11 p.m. I
1: guarantee it. <laughs> I'm going to text you at 11.05 being like, you came already?
0: <laughs> Twice. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, that, and,
1: we, and we won't even have got
0: through the first right. song by that time. The title <laughs> track's eight minutes. Oh, oh, my God.
1: What's the title track called? Sunjitsu. Oh, I thought that was the album. That is the yeah oh wait oh, the so title, what's track. the what's the i'm thinking first track what's the, the long one what's the long what's well, the like four long ones. yeah right what's like the, the long, longest
0: one the Parchment. the parchment that's, that's what it was 13 yeah. and a half minutes that's when yeah. I'll call you Do and ruin you know cont- your day. controversial not that this suggests that only the bassist who runs the band and writes a lot of the songs only likes these these songs they've started posting little videos uh with the band talking about the new album and the guy that's doing the interviews says says to Bruce Dickinson, so the Steve Harris, bassist, leader of the band, has written four epic songs on this album that are all more than 10 minutes in length, right? And Bruce goes, yeah. And uh, the interviewer says, which one of those is your favorite? Bruce Dickinson couldn't remember the name of any of them. <laughs>
1: Do you I love when bands get to this point where it's just like it's so obvious about the money like I remember one of the one of the Cheech and Chong tours when they made a comeback in the 2000s like in every interview they asked like what brought you guys back together after years and
0: every single time they're like the money we're doing this for the money I am excited about the parchment um all right we'll uh, do a little update on song of the week and talk about porn in part 2 you lucky lucky people All right, let's do part two of Did You America. Last week on Song of the Week, uh, Jeremy had Juanita by Sturgill Simpson and Willie Nelson, 20% of the vote. New York producer got uh, 20% of the vote also with Fleabag by Youngblood. Well done to Iron Maiden. Ugh. Go you on. need to buck up your ideas, sir. I did, did I mention we are less than five days away from Sanjitsu. I gave you a great suggestion for
1: this week that I was hoping you would pick so it tanks you, but I don't think it's going to happen.
0: Stratego by Iron Maiden, 60% of the vote. Less than five days till Sanjitsu. Okay, put your pants back on new songs for you to choose from uh you can vote for song of the week at didyouamerica.com i will have a poll on my twitter i'm at ian canfield on twitter uh this week new york producer going with california the new song by churches
1: i am going with not to be confused with jail part two kanye west by marilyn manson and DeBaby. baby i am going with just jail you pussy the new the song safe choice. it's a way better collaboration this kanye is- <laughs> and the return of kanye's best collaborator jay-z right this is
0: a better jail is it yes it's actually very good okay we're in jail part two is it just marilyn manson with visions of his future i you know i'm not sure i actually haven't listened to jail
1: part two yet i'm a little scared but i love jail part one solely because quick quick story when i was 19 i went to jail and the short time i was in jail or yeah in jail the guard who was out there didn't force me into the cell with all the other people solely because I kept singing the Lil Wayne song, Mrs. Officer at her. Oh, If I ever am forced to go to jail again, this is the song I'll be singing to get out of going into the cell.
0: Okay, yeah, that's good. I thought Jail Part 2 might be a little poem from Marilyn Manson wishing to get uh, Ron Jeremy as his cellmate. Like, I don't (laughs) know, what, uh, you know. (laughs) It's a song getting him prepared for what he's about to be in. All right, so California by Church's choice of New York producer. Uh, Jail by Kanye featuring Jay-Z is Jeremy's choice. And this week, I have gone with the suggestion Question that Jeremy sent me on text yesterday. Yes. It is a new song by William Shatner with Joe Jonas and it's called Clouds of Guilt. People, I I take away
1: all the whole segment (laughs) I just did about Kanye being a genius. I take it back. Do not vote for my song. Do not vote for New York producer. Vote for William Shatner and Joe Jonas. Now,
0: see, I uh, was under the impression that the real talent in the Jonas Brothers was the the, the drummer... Based on the solo material, right? Do you remember? Like they used to have the, the 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 Nick was the drummer. Nick is the drummer. Well, not not now. I see. See, so the the Jonas Brothers never did anything in the UK. I don't ever think they ever came. So I, I was like aware of the name, but I didn't know anything. I knew that they existed. So you're but, of a One Direction guy. Yes. Or the Backstreet Boys, any of that? Like right. that was big in Shitsville. Jonas Brothers, I don't think. Maybe we didn't. They came from Disney, right? right? Maybe maybe we didn't have the Disney Channel back then. I don't know. So I knew the name, but I was I was very like unfamiliar until I was uh, moved to a proper country, and um, you know they were having their solo careers, and then um, the uh, the Nick Jonas solo stuff is way better than the Joe Jonas solo stuff, right? Right.
1: I think like yeah. I think Nick is the one who like actually got famous, right? There's three. There's Nick. There's Joe. What's the other one?
0: The dad.
1: The dad. (laughs) The dad. One went off to become a dad. Joel Jonas.
0: Come on, come on, I gotta know this. It's um, bothering me. No, so, so, my introduction to uh, Kevin. No one cares about Kevin. He's the dad. <laughs>
1: well, actually, the dad is Kevin Jonas Sr., so yes. No,
0: but there not the guy? Yeah, he's junior. No, but didn't there was th- there's three, right?
1: Yes. Right. Oh, you're saying that one, one of them went became, became a, dad. a dad and the no. other two. I thought you meant like he's not actually
0: their brother, he's their dad, listen, or there, it's like an incest situation I'm where he's not, both. You brought incest into this? I always do. I've got a good potential incest story about Bill Wyman from a documentary I I I watched yesterday. We'll get to that in a second. Kids, here's a teaser. You thought that, like, we did some controversial stuff on Bill Wyman dating 13-year-olds a few episodes ago. I watched some documentary yesterday that told me that it could have got even worse. Anyway, um... Where were we? No, right no 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 so I'm familiar with the the, the solo stuff the, the so the, the Jonas brothers are no more. We'll get back to some of the week in a second. And they've got like so one became a dad. Uh, Nick Jonas clearly had some good solo songs, right, which is the means that he's the one with the most talent. And then Joe Jonas had that cock by the ocean song. What? Wasn't it Cake Cock I don't know that song, but I no, will listen to did, it. Moment a, this point, I'm not really it, caught up it, on the Jonas it, it Brothers. He made out he formed a band you called "Cock on the Beach." No, that was the song. Oh, let's just go on. <laughs> Nick Jonas was also in a two par of the reboot of Hawaii Five O. That was my first introduction, so that I'm like, okay, well, clearly that's the one with the talent. Yes. And I believe that the, the the starting point of this was when they were kids. Nick Jonas used to be the drummer, and then since the solo career, they decided that like he was the one with the talent, so he no longer drums, and now he's up front. He is therefore the Phil Collins of the Jonas Brothers. So according to Google,
1: the three members are Nick Jonas. Is Joe Jonas and Kevin Jonas Nick Jonas apparently plays piano Joe Jonas apparently plays guitar and Kevin Jonas plays the mandolin I think we knew which one wasn't going to be famous
0: <laughs> but I'm sure in their original incarnation they played drums, he played yes, drums right? I believe you anyway so therefore being the, the 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 most talented drummer, they went listen. Joe Jonas, uh, uh, Nick Jonas, th- he's the Don Henley of the band. Let's move him forwards. Right. Let's Phil Collins him, right? Um, so they said. Uh, I was always under the impression, and he was into episodes of Way Five O. Nick Jonas was the most talented. This is a very roundabout way of yes. saying I have now reappropriated my views of the Jonas Brothers because Joe Jonas is the one who's teamed up with William Shatner, which is really all we need to worry about at this point in time. Apparently, they are. All- have kids
1: do they well okay joe jonas is married to sophie turner from game of thrones they have a kid together Willa jonas
0: does it mention he's cock by the ocean song
1: seven inch oh no by the ocean no nothing about that
0: okay i'm (laughs) sure he is
1: married to priyaka chopra Mm -hmm. i don't know if they have a kid and Kevin Jonas looks like he has like 30 kids, has been married for 20 years. Right,
0: because he went off to become a dad. Sure. Right, okay. Anyway, Joe Jonas has got a new song with William Shatner, is the point of all of this. You, have you enjoyed this uh, deep dive on Jonas Brothers Wikipedia? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's always good when on this podcast we get stuck into a, a, a topic that I actually know nothing about and it's basically just you Googling it to see if things that I think I've remembered correctly are actually correct.
1: <laughs> My favorite song of the week discussions are when instead of just like quickly going through them is when we go off on tangents about absolutely nothing. <laughs> right. As we
0: just did. So I believe William Shatner is knocking out another album. I, I Because William Shatner's released uh, probably I think four or five Five album during his very long life, and he's—is he like he's, he's almost ninety now? I think William Shatner. I'm so i So I feel like he get, you know, wakes up in the morning, checks his pulse, and then goes, "You know what? I think I've got another album in me." Call, call the Jonas Brother. Oh, he's dead. I'm just kidding. He's ninety. he's pretty it? much dead it's impressive stuff. So um I don't know uh, the other people that he's uh, that he's teamed up with, but Jeremy sent me a link to this song and uh to me it sounds a lot more Bill Shatner than it sounds Jonas Brothers, which is which <laughs> yeah. is why I approved of it. I
1: think uh I think Joe is probably just like Producing it, or like made the music while Shatner does his classic "I'm talking" thing.
0: That's exa- well, that is music to William Shatner to right? all of us. Uh, and uh, the song is called "Clouds of Guilt." I don't know if it's as, William Shatner's finest musical moment. And I don't think it got a lot of attention in, in the States because it wasn't the original version wasn't a big hit here. But he did an album about 10, 15 years ago with Ben Folds. So, again, Ben Fold's doing the music, William Shatner talking his way through the album. As one does. It was mostly new material, but he covered a band, a British band called Pulp. Um, and they had a song called Common People, which is which is a, a good song. And William Shatner had never heard the original. You need to just go on YouTube or wherever you would rather stream. Check out Common People by Pulp and then listen to William Shatner basically talking those lyrics because it's just the best thing.
1: <laughs> never have two songs that were the same song sounded so different.
0: Have you heard it? <laughs> yeah, it's, you it's, told me to listen but, to but it. It, I really, it. really yes. is, right? It
1: really is. And, Although uh, nothing will ever talk him doing rocket man
0: no i think it's it, just classic. I, well i think him doing if you know his version of rocket man i think common people is in the same sort of arena in that as you said it sounds like a completely different song but it's just got the the william shatner overacting there's also a a line in uh common people the original version by pulp where, where they talk about uh, they want to dance and drink and screw it's a little bit threatening when william shatner goes Dance and drink and I'm scared. Um, Someone needs to get him on the Wyman track. But it's ve-
1: <laughs> oh my god! What if he does a talking version of CC Jesu, whatever the song is called? <laughs> I've
0: got news on that. I, don't, I tell you, this Hulu documentary I watched yesterday is like okay. we gotta get through some we, we gotta get through some of the week. God, I'm trying to move on. That's um, what William Shatner said. I'm trying to move on. Let me die. You keep on demanding another album from me. I've got to team up with a Jonas Brothers now. A Jonas Brother now, and it's not even the one who was in Hawaii five for two episodes. Somewhere,
1: George Sakai is just like, why won't he die? <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, yeah. But then one other thing on Common People. It also holds a very dear place in my heart because that the uh, when that album came out, the one with um with Ben Folds that's got Common People, the cover on it. That was the one time I interviewed William Shatner on the phone. He, I was in Schittsville when he was in Los Angeles. And we did uh, 15 minutes on the phone where I proudly didn't mention the name Star Trek once, but we did do a considerable bit on him in Colombo. Incredible. It was incredible. It's his
1: dream interview. I made
0: him reenact the... Bit. <laughs> it
1: was my dream interview right, as well yeah. and he
0: really was excited about being told I, th- I think generally if you ask william shatner to reenact things that he's been in in tv and film he'll point blankly refuse to do it but when he's got an interviewer who's not saying the name star trek and asks for a Colombo reenactment he's all
1: in if your song of the week choice doesn't get 100 percent this week i i give up on this audience
0: <sighs> if, imagine is william shatner still tweeting maybe he can retweet us and like make sure that he Wins. That would just be the but be dreams like, really do. I'm come gonna true. post this on the poll on my Twitter and then I'll, I'll act William Shatner. And then if there's enough um, characters left, I'll put P.S. Bill. I was the guy who asked you to reenact the Colombo bit 15 years ago. See if he remembers. He'll <laughs> <laughs> oh. remember. Okay, Clouds of Guilt by William Shatner and uh, Joe Jones. That's the only option. <laughs> no, other, a, options. no options other options. There's no other options. I'm serious. Don't name them. Don't did, do it. Go on. We're moving on. Digiamerica.com or go to the poll which I'll get posted on my Twitter um, at Ian Camfield. Um, okay, yeah, just a just a, a a quick thing because this is the we've been t- t- teasing this. So because uh, all uh, forms of media spy on you now, and therefore they know what the kind of things that you like. Um, Hulu threw up, uh, oh, have you seen the Bill Wyman documentary from 2019 yesterday? And uh, and I said, I, I have not. And uh, I text Jeremy. I said, "I'm going to watch this. If there's not a big segment on Jesuian Rockstar, I want a refund from Hulu." Because I mean, <laughs> I know that but basically the premise it came out 2019, and the premise would
1: make a documentary
0: about him. Well, no, it had it, to be him. It, it, well, it's better than you think because the premise is is that he actually documented from the time that he joined the stones which is from the start of the stones till like he left them in in 1990 that entire period of time and he, and when i say documented he was one of the first people ever to have a video camera and he took loads of he was very big into photography and he, and he's literally had at home like a, a museum size Rolling Stone 30, Rolling Stones 30-year archive of all of this film and Polaroids of, of, of taken by someone who was there. Was it was it
1: Bill Wyman who like had been journaling since he was a little kid? Yes. Like he's put out a bunch of books. Yes. Like okay, okay.
0: And also because I mean the documentary is called The Quiet One, and because he wasn't into the 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 drink and the drugs and the lifestyle, he was pretty much sober throughout all of it. So you imagine being the sober member of the Rolling Stones especially during the 70s and you've got one of the first ever video cameras and stuff like that he's got all of this uh, all of this footage and they basically said that for, for years after he left the Stones he then set about digitizing all of this stuff he's got because he's literally kept all of this footage meticulously like it's a Rolling Stones library and he can tell Keith Richards what Keith Richards was doing from about 69 to 79 right? Well you know when you're hanging out with 12 year olds you have to stick with the new
1: technology.
0: <laughs> I had to go there. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, so this is what I learned from the documentary, and then the uh, the the googling that it inspired because. There was a segment on his song that we covered on this podcast a few weeks ago. He's sweet and rock star, right? And it's very good because you th- they deal with, like, 60 Stones, which is just Stones and Beatles chaos, right? 70 Stones, which is basically Bill Wyman going, I spent 10 years watching everyone sh- putting a strap around their arm and shooting up, and, and then, like, in the 80s, they all came off of drugs and couldn't get on with one another, right? right? <laughs> so it gets into the 80s, and he basically says, you know, uh, Keith had cleaned up, and we Went out and we, they did a couple of huge tours, and then because Keith was sober, Mick and Keith started having these massive arguments, and the Stones didn't d- tour for seven years. And then with a straight face, Bill Wyman on this documentary goes, "So you know, I had to do something myself." Cues your sweet oh, rock no. star, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now for the most important part of this documentary. <laughs> but
0: here is the thing that I learned, right? So it turns out that. Bill Wyman is now married to a woman who's an actress, right? They got married in the 90s. So he married the woman that he's married to now post the whole Mandy Smith debacle, right? right? But it turned out that he originally met the woman he's married to now in the late 70s when she was much younger, right? (laughs) Um, Well, true. I
1: know. Right?
0: his style. And she was the inspiration for Jesuian and Rockstar. So he meets her when she's much younger in the late 70s, writes a song about her in 1980-something, and then in 1990-something, they get married, and they're still married to this day. Love is real, boys and girls.
1: strips <laughs> her when she's age-appropriate. Good job. <laughs> I feel like the documentary, like you said, was like, oh, all this stuff from the 60s, all this stuff from the 70s, all this stuff from the 80s. Nothing happened after 1993
0: well he left the stones exactly <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing that's not the, that's not this is the shocking bit of information so when they claimed in the documentary that she was the inspiration for Shisui and Rockstar and then they met up years later post Mandy Smith and got married i thought is this a rewriting of history because they want to make it seem like oh it, you know a happy ending so i started googling stuff and what they don't tell you in the documentary, that is true. Met in the 70s when she was younger. Juswee and Rockstar in the 80s, married her in the 90s, still married to this day and happily in love. That's great. What the documentary didn't cover is that after Bill Wyman and Mandy Smith broke up, Bill Wyman's son married Mandy Smith's mum? What?
1: <laughs> How did, first of all, I understand why the documentary didn't get it. Obviously, (laughs) Bill Wyman had a lot to do with this documentary. How is there not, like, several documentaries on just that?
0: And my takeaway from that was, I mean, there's no... There's nothing illegal about that. It's weird, but there's nothing illegal about that, right? Yeah, no. But, 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 but... Imagine if Bill Wyman and Mandy Smith... And then Bill Wyman's son and Mandy Smith's mother both had kids. How fucked up is that family tree? Oh, my God. That would be the
1: greatest reunion ever. Imagine the family band they could put together. All right, everyone now. CC. One, two, three.
0: yeah so anyway yeah that was my uh, just when you thought that uh, you know he, the whole Mandy Smith story and the fact that pre-Mandy Smith he basically uh, was hiding in plain sight with his appetite for young girls doing right. a, having a hit with Josui and Rockstar which features the lyrics well basically tells the story about how he was travelling with the girl via the water because it was easier to get her into the country via boat than plane <laughs> and, and uses the line we we'll go to France via the water they'll think that I'm your father and your mother my daughter literally those are the lyrics you thought and then mandy smith happened you thought that was as controversial as it gets then his fucking son marries mandy smith's mum. this is just the greatest life story
1: of all time i tell you
0: it was a good documentary and
1: you wonder why they called him the quiet one
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah because everything he did in life he didn't want people talking about oh no that's illegal i gotta stay quiet on that (laughs) All right. So uh, have we done song of the week? Um... <laughs> That was essentially a
1: 20-minute Song of the Week segment.
0: With a little bit of extra Wyman cont- controversy.
1: <laughs> well, every time you do Song of the Week, you got to get a little Wyman I in there. I just
0: think that everyone needs to remember that if you listen to... Uh, after you've uh, gone online and uh, you know app- uh, appraised the new Kanye album and you've had your fill of the new Iron Maiden and then you get on to CC's Just We and Rockstar and you think, my God, this sounds creepy as fuck. Just remember, he married this woman and they're still married today. You forgot one major song they have to listen too. And the William Shatner there one with go. the Jonas brother. Yes, that too. That too. Um, before we're done today, let's just do a uh, quick thing on whether it's right or wrong that uh, a judge has ruled parents must pay their son over $30,000 for getting rid of his porn collection. Backstory to this is the son was 43, got divorced, had to move back home for less than a year uh, because of the divorce during which time uh, they found that they being his parents, the porn stash destroyed it as part of the evidence that was served in court. <laughs> the son showed the judge an email from his dad that said, frankly, David, I did you a big favor by getting rid of all this stuff, <laughs> but apparently not because the parents are now paying over uh, 30 grand. How? What po- we've said on this podcast before, Kids today, they don't know the value of porn because everything is free. What kind of porn has a value of 30 grand? This is insane. I mean, like, I get, like, oh, there's
1: collectors and, like, oh, even porn has these rare items. But you said what? He was 43? Right. Okay. That means he was born in, like, 1978, 79. Yeah. Which means he was 12, 13 by the 90s, right when he probably started jerking off, which is, you know, why everyone gets into porn. And he
0: would, and he would have had AOL startup
1: discs. You, like the amount of time he had having to search through porn before getting the internet is not enough time to build up a $40,000 collection.
0: Also, I remember, uh, you know, I, I, I used to see porn on AOL and it was some grainy shit. Like those AOL startup discs. And it was like, if you lived at home and you were a teenager trying to watch porn on AOL in the nineties, you're doing it secretly from your parents and it took so long to download porn with those dodgy connections via the phone line and the worst thing ever was like you're doing it in secret and your computer's making those noises that it used to make if it was like the primitive 90s former computer and then suddenly for fuck's sake your mum's picks up the phone and she's dialing her friend and you've lost the connection and you almost had the porn on the screen and then it just goes see that all sounds horrible I, I never
1: even had to do- I had a computer in my room before I knew what porn was all I remember me and my friends it was so simple literally all you typed in was girls.com And then boom you get a pop-up ad being like check out those girls sucking off a horse I,
0: I, the the um the struggle for porn um, is is it, it's the it's more recent generations version of what the real older generations used to talk about with the war like my <laughs> my 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 granddad's and his dad right would it would be you know you could just be sitting around the table when i was a kid in the 80s having a nice family meal right we i mean we, let's say we are all enjoying like a good like chicken dinner uh, my granddad from out of nowhere with zero context apart from the fact that this chicken was really tasty it would say something like oh you don't know how good you got it eating chicken like this when we had the war and there were rations blah, blah, blah. and it was always like, oh in the war in the war in the war <laughs> after that the next few generations as porn became so much easier to get a hold of their version of in the war became Have I told you about when we used to have to go through dumpsters to get porn mags? You don't know with your AOL in the 90s how
1: easy you've got it. Well, like even sometimes with older things, like the older generation, be like, oh, you may have it easy, but it was so much better back then. Porn now is just the best it's ever had. Like, I can't imagine this guy was other than the you know, collector's value of it, there's no way he was upset because he couldn't go pull out his stuck-together pages, 1980-something Playboy <laughs> magazine anymore. Like, I I don't, free porn, I don't, how anyone is paying for porn, so free porn is significantly better than paid for porn. I had me and a group of friends, we knew someone who had a browser's account. And when you know someone with a browser's account, It's like the holy grail, everyone hops on it. We'll get to why that's weird in a second. But we, I started, you know, I got the password, I started watching all these videos and I enjoyed the short, five to ten minute clips of the videos, significantly better. I'm not watching a whole hour video. If you are, you're wasting time. You're not doing things properly. But the worst part about it was, is because me and like six friends were sharing the account, I'd every once in a while hit recently viewed, and then I'd see what all my friends were watching. And I don't need to know my
0: friend's fetishes. <laughs> Do you think his... uh his porn collection was worth the thirty grand because all of the pages were laminated. Does that make it <laughs> like? I'm just trying to think. I how think it was emotional p- damage is what
1: made it cause that much. It's like I spent so much years jerking off to this. It's like it's my wife.
0: I I don't know if it's um um. It, if it's just I don't know of this because it's an underground thing, but you know, you use the term pawn collection. I'm not like people go. I'm selling my vinyl collection. I'm selling my VHS collection. I'm selling my comic books, right? You've got um, what have you got? Yeah, I was gonna say people are currently buying
1: Pokemon cards. Right. I think I think pictures of titties is a little bit more valuable than that, if you ask me.
0: Would you? But thirty grand? I just like no. What the people? Uh, Here's This is my take on vintage porn. My take on vintage porn is that you used to have to get it on VHS and there would be really grainy pictures and they spent way too much time putting a plot around the sex. I don't fucking care how many bottles of milk the milkman has to deliver before he sticks it in the housewife who's, who's lonely. That was like vintage porn. So but when you said like my porn collection, I just, I've never heard like does anyone right if you watch the, that show where they're in vegas in, and they go and get things appraised right no one goes in and goes how much for my porn collection for example right <laughs>
1: the, the oldest porn i go is the tommy lee and pam video and i only do that for jerk off nostalgia right right i
0: don't actually it's grainy and disgusting you can't even see anything I, I you know what i think what I is think, that nine inch blur <laughs> i oh. think i think that this guy uh mr david working uh got lucky because i reckon he got a really old judge who isn't aware of the proliferation of free porn now and probably still has a load of mags himself at home and thinks, therefore, that a bunch of porn magazines is worth in the region of $30,000. Well, that
1: would be the first time someone with a $30,000
0: porn collection, quote unquote, got lucky. I just remember, I just had another flashback to the struggle for porn. Um, And this was even in the 90s when I was a kid going to school and uh, AOL had become a thing. There were still—I uh, don't know what you would have called them in the in the in the states, but in the UK they called them newsagents, and they were little st- like corner stores, like little stores that sold candy and newspapers and magazines. Like and- convenience stores, yeah, yeah, or like the a ve- gas station stores here, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. like a gas station store, but not attached to a gas station, but the, yeah, it was that, like that, a separate, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But their big thing was they would sell all the newspapers and and, and all the magazines, right. and they would always have like the top shelf magazines, and you would have to find when you were a kid going to school. This was like. Like great discovery. If you could uh if you could find a news agency in the UK that would a allow you to buy the top shelf pool magazines but the best the best scenario was, because this was highly illegal for the news agents to do this, if they would sell the top-shelf magazines and cigarettes singly, Oh, so Lucy! You could, you could literally go in, buy a titty mag, and, uh, uh, and, and two Marlboro oh. before school. See, that's, that's
1: one thing that America failed on. That should have remained forever.
0: <laughs> so once again, kids, I'll remind you, the struggle for porn you don't know it i might start doing this now when i go back home for christmas um i don't even know if i'm going to make it this year but that's normally when i go back to shitsville i'll just become like my granddad passed away a few years ago i'll become the new modern day version of him we'll all just be sitting around having christmas dinner having turkey like great food and, I, and um, my brother-in-law normally does the cooking i'll say like oh great turkey i love the, the vegetables i'll tell you what I'm saying to my nieces and nephew, you don't know the struggle for porn in 1995 <laughs> when I couldn't find a news agent that sold me two Moldra cigarettes and a porn mag. I like, eight. <laughs> and, you know,
1: yeah. Too, too soon? No, not at all. This is when they should be learning this stuff. Sadly, your relatives don't get to use the excuse of Uncle Ian is drunk, but... <laughs>
0: There's one other th- takeaway from this that I thought was uh unintentionally funny. This guy who's got the 30 grand for his uh, destroyed porn collection. He's named David Working, right? But Working is spelled W E R K I N G. That right. is a porn name. <laughs> right? That is a porn name. Very close to jerking if you will. Do you think that um that's why it was worth 30 grand because he was actually in the porn. Like they destroyed <laughs> right. his own a, personal Basically work. his contract. This is my life's work. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we've done more than enough today uh you can talk to us at did you America.com. you can vote for song of the week there you can also vote for song of the week on the poll uh which is on my twitter i'm at ian camfield on twitter so ian camfield on twitter if you want to communicate via instagram it's camfield off the radio or uh, send us a message uh vote for song of the week or uh buy one of our lovely t-shirts at didyouamerica.com. How lovely are our t-shirts, Jeremy? They feel great on your nipples. Did we America today? God, I hope so.